Russia has reached out and asked China to help with their ongoing struggles in Ukraine. Now, if China were to ride to Russia's aid, there is no question things take on a much different and far more dangerous tone. But how realistic is that? What are the options available and what might we see happen between these two countries? And joining us to talk about this, we have Gordon Holden, who uh, is, I I think, the best guest on anything to do with China. He's Director Emeritus of the China Institute, Professor of Political Science and Adjunct Professor at the Alberta School of Business at the University of Alberta. Uh, Gordon, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time again. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Shay. So when we take a look at this, now, if China does have an interest in assisting Russia, first of all, do they? Is it to their benefit? And if so, why? Well, I think that they, they will assist and are assisting Russia to some extent. But I don't think that's likely to include weaponry or some, any sort of a direct Chinese involvement in the Ukraine campaign, which has not been going very smoothly for, uh, for Russia at all. Uh, China has a pretty cautious approach to military conflict. They have established a whole network of, of bases in the South China Sea, but you don't see half a dozen countries being invaded by Chinese troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to hold back, and I think that is the case here. I think they did not expect such a, um ambitious attack by Putin. They may have had a clue that things were coming. Putin was in uh, Beijing at the start of the Olympics, may have held off until the Olympics were over. But I think China is nervous about this campaign becoming even bigger. Um, if you think they're helping and they are assisting Russia, how do you think they're doing that? Not militarily, like you say. Is it economic? I think it's economic. They provide a absolutely crucial market outlet for Russia, particularly for its energy resources and other raw materials, now that most of the West has sanctioned uh, Russia and is, in effect, blocking their, their exports. China has not taken such actions and, and will not, in my view. So it's absolutely crucial. Plus, as well, there is some indication that uh, China will provide some financial assistance, not in terms of aid, but more in the sense of uh, ability to trade. Right. Because with Russia now blocked from using the Western standard means of, of financial transactions, China is a imperfect but somewhat acceptable alternative. What's the motivation, Gordon? I mean, I wouldn't call them allies per se. I mean, I guess they're both sort of anti-West, perhaps. I'm not sure. What 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 would be the motivation for China sort of, in some ways, propping up Russia through all this? Well, I think you put your finger on one of the key elements. They both uh, view the United States and the West generally as uh, uh, adversaries. They are not allies in the sense that NATO would be allies. There's no commitment to come to the defense of the other. And historically... They have been adversaries. Uh, they've fought struggles even in the uh, late 60s over border issues. Um, China was afraid of the then very powerful Soviet Union. Um, and Russia itself, amongst the populace, China has a mixed mixed reputation. I think it's more a, a marriage of convenience. China likes the fact that they are now the dominant partner in the relationship. Russia surrounds the northern part of China. China doesn't want a um, an anti-China or Western-focused country there. And for the Russian side, as I mentioned, particularly now with this war, they really do need Chinese help, economic help. 
Um, and I've seen some reporting on this this week, and I wonder if you have any insight in terms of almost a tit-for-tat. Okay, we're going to come in and we're going to, you know, support you economically or whatever the case may be, throw you that lifeline, but you're going to owe us. And you just mentioned how they surround China's north. The access to the Arctic will be taken in return by China. I mean, there will be some price to pay by Russia, will there not? Russia will be in a weakened position and not in a position... Even if it prevails in in Ukraine, and that's still an open question, you're right. They will be in a difficult position and not in a position to to drive hard bargains. It may come out partly in energy pricing, where China will get more favorable uh, pricing. It could be, as you suggest, in terms of Arctic access, a melting Arctic. There have already been a few Chinese ships that have sailed along that northern route. China may want to um, work in terms of developing... Uh, port facilities on the Arctic, uh, Russia will be not in a strong position to bargain. Um, Now, there's a lot of people saying, you know what, China is watching this very, very carefully as it plays into their designs on Taiwan. And uh, this is a good sort of trial run for them to see how the West responds to a situation like this. Do you put any stock in that? Is that still something that's on China's radar? It's always there, in my view, in the background. China's been very careful not to make any Uh, overt linkages publicly vis-a-vis the current situation. But I think they have to be looking at a few things. And one of the things seems to be that if you invade a country where there's no NATO linkages or defense treaties, and that would be the case for Taiwan, because of your nuclear capacity, the West is not going to to be willing to intervene and and combat directly with Chinese forces. So, I mean, that's one of the lessons. Yes, um, arms are being provided to the, the Ukrainians, but not not Western armies, air forces directly intervening. That may be a bit of a lesson for China as well. In other words, if we should invade Taiwan, um, they may, they the West may assist the Taiwanese, but we won't have to deal with American troops per se. Um, that's that could be one Chinese conclusion from this campaign. Um, last one, and then I'll let you go. We know that China has uh, a lot of influence and um, and a lot of power on the Western world. We're sort of reticent to act in many ways. Um, if we see them assisting Russia, maybe in violation of sanctions, or whatever the case may be, but if the, we can prove that they are actually stepping in on behalf of Russia in some capacity, do you expect a response from the West, or are we going to turn a blind eye? Well, the National Security um, uh, Director... Sullivan has said, in effect, when he revealed that uh, Russia had asked for Chinese arms, said, look, if you do this, China, there will be consequences. So we will see. China doesn't want sanctions upon its economy. That's its priority right now. So I think they're going to be cautious, but you're you're right. If they do start intervening directly some fashion through uh, assistance of military equipment, etc., I don't think it's likely, but if they do that, they should expect sanctions. Interesting times. Gordon, thank you so much. I always appreciate your insight. It's a pleasure, Shay. Thank you. Thank you. That is Gordon Holden. Gordon is Director Emeritus of the China Institute, Professor of Political Science and Adjunct Professor of the Alberta School of Business at the University of Alberta. And I've been talking to Gordon about China for many, many years. And like I said earlier, I think if you want to sort of get a read on what's going on with China... um, you, you can't do much better than Gordon with his analysis and his insight. He, uh, he's the guy that I love to go to. So I appreciate him joining us today.